When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. This week we have Theo Epstein leaving the Cubs. We're going to go through the Hall of Fame ballot and we're going to express our gratitude to baseball right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome, Baseball Family, to the Baseball Together Podcast. I am Brad, and as always... As always, we have our guy Brig with us. Say hello, Brig. What's shaking? What's shaking, baseball family? <laughs> Super happy bake. to be here. Excellent. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, let's get it started, Brig. Let's get going. We have some things okay. that we're going to talk about today. One of those things, Stephen things, is Theo <laughs> Epstein decided it was time to step away from the Cubs. Now, he had one Yerp. more year on his contract. And it sounded like, I shouldn't say sounded like, I, I say sounded like as a default. I read that he was going to, he's going to opt in for that one that one last year on his deal, and, the, and then he would leave. I mean, was that the same thing that you saw everything break? Yes. Every indication was that he would remain for that last year. Yeah, I was actually honestly surprised when I saw that he was leaving. He opted out of the final year of his contract, and he's gone. And really... Um, and, you know, like we thought would happen eventually, we have Denise Cantu, who is a good friend of ours and in the VIP group, and uh, she told us that Jed Hoyer would be taking his place eventually, and that's exactly what happened. He was promoted from GM yep. up to, uh, was it President of Baseball Operations? Is that what he was? I think that is the new title, and it, that was today, the 23rd, right? I believe so. Well, I think they announced it when, the, when uh, Epstein left that he was oh, going to okay. take his place. But I think they may have made it official Got today. It. But um yeah. But I mean the big the big takeaway for me though is there's only one team left. I mean that I can think of off the top of my head with a GM vacancy still, right? I mean mm. the Angels filled theirs, the Marlins have obviously filled right. theirs. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless he's going to take a year the off. The Angels, that's who, I was, that's who I was thinking of, was Anaheim, or whatever they are now. The Yeah, the team south of the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. The Angels. <laughs> the geographically <laughs> non-specific Angels. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they did hire a GM already. Yeah. So he's not well, going to go there. That's too bad, because that's where he needs to be. He, Joe Madden and Epstein together again, can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I could handle that in the AL West, but I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah, if the AL West would be it. hard really fast. <laughs> but but no, I mean, obviously the Phillies want him. He's got a solid track record. He's built two two teams up from pretty much nothing to be World Series yeah. champions. Yep. So I don't know, and he's got a pretty good roster to work with there. I don't know if he'll take it. Uh, the other thing that I had seen and heard a little bit was that he uh, he might take the year off 
I don't know if he would actually do that and then wait for a different destination to open up. Um, I don't know. Mm. Lots of things could happen in the next few weeks, in the next year. We could be seeing some random team come out of nowhere and win their division in the next three years (laughs) because he decided to wait until there was an opening that he wanted. That's right. Or maybe they do expansion teams and he picks up one of those. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, now I know that's a pipe dream. It I is. know. But listen, can you imagine if the Nashville Sounds go, they get promoted or whatever, they upgrade from AAA mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, the bigs to go to the show. Yeah. And Epstein swoops in and takes a first year expansion team and within three years, an expansion team takes it all the way. Man, oh man! Well, it would be like the 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 Vegas Golden Knights in the NHL. I mean, it was their first right. season, and they went to the Stanley Cup final. That's right. So, I mean, it, there's precedence for it, and you know, it didn't take didn't take the Marlins long to win a World Series. Didn't take the D backs long to win a World Series. The D backs, yeah, that's right. So I don't know. It, that's that's a thought. Maybe maybe he. I just think it's interesting. You know. Maybe you're onto something there. Maybe he was, uh, maybe somebody was talking to him like, hey, you got an expansion team coming in and we're going to need a GM. And he's like, you know what? That's not something I've ever done before. Right. I don't know, Brig. Because at this point, he's just he's just flexing his craft. Well, yeah, he could write his ticket. Yeah. He could go to whatever team he wants. And maybe maybe that's a sign of expansion, Brig. We can only I would help. love that. So there's a lot of. There's a lot of like, whatever that cognitive bias is yeah. that, that led me there. <laughs> there's there's no evidence to support this whatsoever. It's just something I hope for. Um, maybe I lit a candle. Don't judge me. But the point is, <laughs> I want it really bad, and that would be a great that would be a great experience. So, huh? That's that's fun to think about, if nothing else. It is. You know, let's say this, Brig. You were reading the tea leaves, and the tea leaves were pointing toward. <laughs> expansion that way if it happens you were spot on you heard it here first and also if it doesn't then it's fine it was just a pipe dream so we're hedging our bet there a little bit why why did you put why'd you put your faith in tea leaves anyway (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly right it wasn't the grim what do you think this is espn Exactly. <laughs> but um, anyway, back to the Cubs and not expansion. Um, because because Epstein left, some rival GMs and executives are saying that it looks like the Cubs are going to tear everything down and start over again. And this is something we had talked about several weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that we had heard this was I, a possibility. and It is. Well, somebody announced that they want – that what is it that they need major change is necessary or something like that? I think it was Theo Epstein himself who said so, it. Maybe the major changes he needed oh, to get out of town. Oh, no. <laughs> we need some serious overhaul here. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the case. <laughs> and I'm taking Chris Bryant with me. He probably you will. That's what he did. Him. That's what he did going from Boston <laughs> right. to Chicago. Like, Anthony Rizzo, yeah. he took him, and, and David Ross. He's John like, Lester I like these and... guys. You're coming with me. So, yeah, don't be at all surprised if and when it happens, because it probably will. 
Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of things, this is kind of a, this is. You ready for this? Ready for this segue here, Brig? Speaking of okay. things that have happened before. <laughs> no. <laughs> Robinson Cano, no. don't you know, has tested positive once again for PEDs. Oh, Robbie. Oh, Robbie, my. Robbie. I see, see, I thought when you put this on our lineup, I thought you were going to tell me he tested positive and that the punchline would be for COVID. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. He'd be better off, I bet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> This poor dummy. Are you serious? <laughs> well, it's not even, it's not just that he tested positive for steroids again. It was the same stinking drug. Uh, the exact same dude. drug. It's been around. They've been testing for it since the 80s. And, oh, I mean, that's not true. They haven't oh. been testing for it since the 80s because they weren't testing until. Right. But anyway, it's but been around. It's been around yeah. since the 80s. It's like. Dude, get a new like get a new trainer, get a new supplier, get a new drug if you're gonna keep doing it because <laughs> gosh. <laughs> what? That is dumb, man. That yeah, oh my dumb. gosh. So what, was the name Biogenesis even <laughs> a thing? Was that in there? Doctor who's not a doctor, Tony Bosch. Oh, <laughs> Tony Bosch. Was there so like even even Triple Canopy and Blackwater and and those type of military contract organizations know to change their name. <laughs> <laughs> they at least rebrand. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. War crimes. Got it. Let's change our name. <laughs> it's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. It's just like you know they're not going to suspect that I'm going to stick with the same thing, but they did and they found <sighs> it. And so. I don't know, man. Oh, so, my gosh. Robbie, come on, man. So since it's his second time, it's 162 games. And I got to tell you, man, like when the Mariners traded him a couple years ago, I was ecstatic because I did not love the deal to begin with. Um, no, you hated it. Yeah. The, the Mariners' former GM, Jack Zarensic, who claimed that he was all in on analytics and st- like stats and everything, like – He's like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm a numbers guy. I'm all in on it. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, they hired him. And then after like three years, they fired him, and the and the VP was like, this next time we're going to hire somebody who's not learning on the job. Like, oof, whoa. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. So he was the guy who paid Robbie Cano to begin with. And then, right. wouldn't you know, they he gets traded to the Mets. They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll take him. We'll, we'll pay yeah. that contract, like dysfunctional organizations man taking that guy on and you see what you see what it's become of it well so this is another piece of evidence for this x-factor stuff that doesn't show up on report cards right like yeah you (laughs) all of this other stuff that has a tremendous impact on the game that has nothing to do with on-field play uh you know directly Mm -hmm. and now now he's out and the team is out and I honestly, without steroids, and you can't say this because of steroids, but he's a terrific second baseman. He's I be- mean, he just he always has been a very, very good second baseman. Oh yeah, and not just you offensively could put him either. On some all time lists. Like he, I remember watching him when he was at the Mariners, and the and you could tell there was some disdain there because of the amount of money he was making, and and you know he was contributing offensively for obvious reasons, but he was streaky. Sure, you know. Uh, but the, yeah, the thing yeah, they always yeah. said about Cano he, is that he was a constant defensively. And defense in baseball is hard, but he makes it look easy was what they would say because he's so smooth. 
Like he, right. he's so smooth well, defensively, d- so good, and yeah, it, and he's not flashy. It's like it's like Bernie Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Bernie Williams was never a question, never, mm-hmm. and it, but it, but it also looked boring. Yeah, you know, not that Robbie Cano doesn't have some flash; he does, and so does Bernie Williams. But well, that's not true. Bernie Williams was so smooth it made it look stupid. Well, but- that's that's <laughs> the thing is that I feel like I feel like they were they're both of them like just so smooth that it makes it look good. You know, it doesn't have to be flashy. Yeah. That it's so smooth and so easy. It's like man, that look, that looks good. But no, I He's totally great. agree. With he you. has the potential. I totally to, agree with you on the to be totally thing. amazing. I, I totally yeah. agree with you on the X Factor thing, though, because he's a guy who, like I said, very good defensively, like plus plus defensively, obviously, like we talked about. I'd say yeah, a plus yeah. offensively just because he's kind of streaky. But as far as clubhouse leadership, I that's not something I ever felt like came from him in Seattle. No. And that might have been part York of the either. problem. Yeah, like in New York, I don't know if he necessarily had to because of who you had in that clubhouse. No, exactly. But in Seattle, you had him as the highest, the highest paid guy in the clubhouse, and that's something you would expect from him. But it's not something you ever felt like was coming. You know that he was just kind of mm-hmm. there, collecting his paychecks, up there striking out two out of three at bats a game, maybe getting a double that third at bat. You know, sure, and right. You know, and then he'd just go shower, change, and go home. That he wasn't interested in right in the other stuff that comes along with being part of a team. You know, so. That's that's kind of the vibe that I got Please. from Cano. I agree, but it's and it's too bad because, like I said, what a terrific player and mm-hmm. yeah. But you can't say that because maybe he's been on juice the whole time. I don't know. What do I know? Well, the Yankees but said they didn't resign like, him because they were worried about it. That that was a legitimate concern they had. Yeah. So right, maybe he exactly. has been on the juice the whole time. But, yeah, maybe he has. I don't know. It's it's just stupid. It makes me sick. For him yeah. and everybody else, but but thanks for spoiling it for everybody else. <laughs> Seriously, and like that was actually where I was going next because I wonder if this is the last straw between the MLB and MLBPA for voided contracts. Player, like there have been some oh, man. vocal players who have called for it. Justin Verlander has specifically called for it. Co- uh, manager or not managers, um, owners and GMs have been calling for it. That if this guy is hurting our team in such a way we don't want him on our team anymore. We want to be able to get out of that contract. We don't have to pay. We don't want to have to pay him the other six, seven, eight years after he tests positive. We want to get yeah. him out of the clubhouse. And that's yeah. way more incentive for somebody to not do it. Oh, so, so there's a lot going on there. First of all, it's the incentive to no longer violate the rules. Uh-huh. A, which you're right is probably the biggest incentive ever if your friggin' livelihoods on the line, because up until now it's been protected, which is a tacit endorsement. Mm-hmm. The second thing that it does is it frees up opportunities for guys to come up and fill that slot. So we have people who are doing this honorably, who have the 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 chops. They just don't haven't had an opportunity to prove themselves, maybe, and they're sitting around under a guy who's cheating, right? Yeah. And they're taking up payroll, and they're taking up a spot on the lineup, and they're taking up all this stuff, and and it's just not it's just not right. So mm-hmm. that's that's number two for me. Um, yeah, yeah, well, G- yeah. I think it should. It, there should be a caveat. There should mm-hmm. be a clause. Yeah, I totally for agree. Performance enhancers in contracts. Yeah. Well, and the and the other nice thing too is that since he's suspended, it's without pay. So the Mets are not paying his salary this year at all. Not paying a penny of it. That's nice. And right, so that's nice. What what they're talking about doing is 
bringing in some really good players. Um, and that's $24 million that they have to spend now. Jeez. Like, Steve Cohen could not have come into a better situation. <laughs> You're getting rid of a that's bad contract true. and getting to bring in a, like potentially really good players with a, with quite a bit of money in your pocket. Like, come on now. <laughs> well, and don't forget the league minimum is 560 something thousand dollars. Mhm. Yeah. So you push that out of 24 million? Come on now. Yeah. The that's a lot could... of play money to that's a lot of risk. You can take a lot of risk early mm-hmm. with a lot of different young guys and especially if they're pre-arbitration, man, you can really get a lot of bang for that buck. Well, and I mean, there's talk about the Universal DH sticking around. Nelson Cruz said specifically he's waiting to make a decision on free agency until he finds out about that. I mean, he could conceivably go to New York as a full-time DH and get paid 15 to $20 million. I mean, yeah, he's been popped before, but I mean, so far so good. He hasn't been hit again, you know, and they could, they could take that money and, and bring in a big bat like that. If that's, if that's how it works out. Yeah. Or take or take a chance on a batch of young dudes. Yeah, yeah. Either way, it's huh. a lot of money to work with. Yeah, it's like it's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm I'm glad that it works out for me. I don't care much for the Mets, but I hate to see it, to see a team get screwed like that. But I'm glad that it'll work out for them in that way. Yeah, but, that's how I feel. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, but speaking of good players, looks like Francisco Lindor is going to be on the move before the season starts. I mean, the Indians yeah. did say this last year, did they not? They did. And we thought he was going to end up in New York when Didi moved to Philadelphia. Mhm. Yeah. That's what that was the big talk. I know. And I'm surprised it didn't happen then, but I'm honestly to the point where I'm not sure if it's going to happen now because the Indians are just sitting there like, "Well, we're not going to just move him just to move him. We're going to wait for a deal to come that we like." And if that deal never comes or they pass up on it, then he'll still be sticking around with one year left on his contract. Yep. But where would they move him? Who needs a shortstop? Seattle sure doesn't. (laughs) I mean, as much as I like him, I'm fine. I'm good. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anaheim, the Angels could use a shortstop because Andrelton Simmons is gone. Right. He's gone. Yeah, um, that's I, true. Who I, plays in Arizona? Cattell Marte. Oh, that's right, Marte. Yeah, you can't move him. No, he and he's no Lindor, but he's a very good player. Um, he's good. My thing he's with got the a Angels, lot of room too. My my thing with the Angels, I don't know who they would trade to get him. Right. That I I don't know what. Yeah, they're doing a lot with not a lot right now. They really are, <laughs> and I, not even that much. But with what they have, they're doing quite a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who needs a shortstop right now. Who and who has the assets oh, to move to get him? Because I don't yeah. see even if the Rays felt like they needed a shortstop, I don't see them making the move to move that many assets to get him. Because they're like, well, we just made it to the World Series. Why would we sell the farm? Yeah, yeah. Know? So now. I can see I can see the Yankees jumping in on this again and moving uh Glaber back to second base. Mm. I can see that. Who would they who would they put Because people the deal? are asking for DD to uh, what? Who 
Well, actually, you know, I, I was asking who that who you thought they would put in the deal, but I saw just yesterday, I think, that teams are asking about um, Gary Sanchez. Maybe they could throw him in there with somebody or a couple guys. Oh, oh, teams are asking about Gary Sanchez. Scary Gary, bro, is that would be the Christmas gift of the century. <laughs> That, I mean, come on. <laughs> Honestly. Maybs not of the century. If I'm the but Yankees, if, that I'm would like, cap. Yes, please. That would cap 2020 perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they can throw Giancarlo in there. Oh, my do gosh. It. You could not be so lucky. Do it. Get him out of there. Bring in Francisco Lindor. Move, move Glaber Torres back to second base where he was killing it. Keep. DJ, nope, he's gone. So now we've got Mike Ford and uh, Luke Voigt at first base. And then uh, what's his name? God, freak, I just lost it at third base. Oh, I don't I don't even know who plays third base in the Yankees right now. Shoot. Anyway, no, yeah, man. DJ is going to gonna go to the Mets. That would be it? half a rebuild. Gio Urshela. There it is. Yeah, that would be right. half a rebuild. And it wouldn't even be that big a deal. Yeah. Woo! I just That's got a true. hot and bothered. The Yankees Sorry. are quite possibly the deepest team in the league right now who could make that make that trade and not lose anything. Yeah. Yeah. So who's 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 Cincinnati's shortstop right now? Um gonna I'm gonna look. I don't know. I can't even spell Cincinnati, I'll be honest with you, Brig. <laughs> I always, always, always spell it wrong. M I S S I S S I P P I. <laughs> oh, there you go, Jose Garcia. Um, uh, Jose Garcia, year one or two, Jose Garcia. I think so. Yeah, he looks really young. Let's see. Yeah. Let's look. Let's look at this. I, I'm looking it up right now. We're going to see what Trusty we can find out about reference. Jose Garcia because I don't know anything about Jose Garcia. I think he's only one or two years into this deal, bro. Um, he But is... wouldn't it – okay, so here's why I ask. Because if you took – if you took a veteran like Lindor with the leadership and the clubhouse presence and the capabilities that he's got – no, this was his first season, 2020, yeah, Jose. Yeah, I just saw that. He played 24 games. Jose Garcia. Okay, look, if they could swing just a crosstown thing, right, like an interstate transfer, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. this could they could anchor the remaining portion of their rebuild with Lindor. Well, and he brings he definitely brings a piece they need because they're really good defensively, very very good pitching yeah. wise, but they do not have any bats in that lineup. And if they brought in Lindor, he is a guy who could anchor that team offensively and make a huge impact. I mean, cuz they didn't score a single run in two games against the Braves and they had plenty of opportunity cuz yep. I think they played 24 innings between two games. Yeah, I think so. And so yeah, they definitely need twenty three, maybe something like that. Yeah. Well, I, and not just not just what he brings to the table. Here we go talking about the X factor again. Not just what he brings to the table in the event, but 
all the coaching and the mentoring and the stuff that the clubhouse stuff where if he's going to be the guy then he maybe he'll step up and be the guy you know and he'll 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 train and he'll mentor and he'll ooh ooh yeah. i just got really excited I about think, that i i would like that i'd like that move i think that was that's yeah. a great one that's an excellent yeah that's move. fun very that's good fun. Rick. very well done thanks man <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, before we Yay! go to break, before we go to break, I get a gold star. <laughs> and we let Brick take his victory lap on his um Cleveland Indians Cincinnati Reds deal. Um let's talk let's talk Korean series real quick. Um pretty excited about this. I'll be honest with you, I was a little nervous with the Doosan Bears coming in red Ooh. hot and the NC Dinos feeling pretty much ice cold. Brig, yeah. Our Dinos are up 3 to 2. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> we are one game, one win away from oh. our first KBO title. And your first championship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's first a big deal. In baseball. <laughs> I, I'm ecstatic. I am absolutely ecstatic. I've been, been paying attention to this series, yeah. watching here and there, and uh, I'll be definitely watching tomorrow's game. And by tomorrow, I mean Tuesday. Today, for those of you who are listening the first day, um, I'll be yep. for sure watching the replay before I check any scores because I want to. I want to experience it. I want to experience. Me it. too. Tuesday the twenty fourth. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh man, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I yeah. Like I said, I was really nervous, and then when the when the when the Doosan Bears went up two to one, I was like, oh no, it's exactly what I feared. I know. <laughs> you did. You did. But but. Look, there's a lot of mojo at play here. I'm not going to jinx anything. Just saying there's a lot going on. Yeah. And it's is. in a good spot right now. So we'll see. We'll yep. see. Well, come on now. Feeling comfortable Have some with faith. the dinos. We don't need to talk about it anymore, but yeah. yeah. All <laughs> right. Just... Let's go ahead and take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame ballot that was actually released last week, but we're going to get into it this week. All right. Break time. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks i don't care if i never get back with me root 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 for the home day. don't win it's a shame for it's one two Three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Shop kids' baseball shirts at 9plusss.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Now, last week, we discussed who was on this new batch of Hall of Fame possibles hopefuls let's call them there you go and dis- despite how many of the names i butchered which <laughs> let's just be honest i did not was not in a good place when i went when i was talking about mark what's his name mark uh burl is that what you said instead of burly yeah burly thank you <laughs> uh no no offense promise however um, Brad and I have a couple of, uh, like overarching opinions about this year's hall of fame ballot. And the first one is 
for me that these names are currently irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. hope that's okay to say. <laughs> um, no, seriously, it's just that's that's just usually how it goes with your first your first time on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Well, and and really, like there there are a couple guys on there who I think you can make a case for, um, like Tori Hunter. Yeah. Like you know, we talk about X Factor all the time. That guy had X Factor. Like he he was a very good player. It's just that he doesn't have the accolades to go with it. You know. That right. he's he's only a five time All Star. He did he did win nine Gold Gloves, two time Silver Slugger, but that was over the course of like of a nineteen year career. Nineteen seasons, yeah, you exactly. Know? And for somebody who I literally bumped elbows with in the Twins press box once, um, mm-hmm. this is actually the weekend that he was getting, and this, this is actually where I was going with this. It was the weekend that he was getting inducted into the Twins, like, Ring of Honor in the stadium. Um, He meant more to individual franchises than he did the league as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because he was a guy who could rally a team around him, could ignite a a dugout with fantastic plays in the outfield. And he he was a very good hitter, very good hitter. Very good, yeah. He just wasn't one of those standout guys. I mean, the dude hit three thirty one. For his career, sorry, two seventy seven, three thirty one, OB uh, on base. But anyways, on base, yeah. He just he just wasn't one of those guys who was a top level standout, Hall of Fame level career his for long enough. He didn't peak long enough, right? So he's one of yeah. the guys who I could like kind of see, but like you know maybe in his eighth or ninth year on the ballot. But this year, I don't think he's going to make it. Same thing with like Tim Hudson and Barry Zito. Right. Very very yeah, good exactly. pitchers, important to the staffs that they're that they're a part of, but overall that they don't feel like Hall of Famers to me. So, tell me how you feel about Nick Swisher being on this list, like personally or as a well whole, both. Potential I want to see your your like analytical side and and your. Does he belong on a, on a Hall of Fame ballot ever? Is what I want to know. No, um, I mean really like <laughs> I don't like Nick, Nick Swisher. I didn't like him when he was with the A's. I didn't like him when he was, when he was with the Yankees. <laughs> I don't like Nick Swisher at all. <laughs> he was yeah. I liked I him more. <laughs> I liked him more on How I Met Your Mother than I did on a baseball field. How's that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> I like my favorite Nick Swisher is the guy who played him in Moneyball. Yes. absolutely holy smokes did you know that dude is six feet tall yeah i had him pegged for like five seven tops yeah he's six feet tall because he looks so short compared to everybody else on a baseball field and look i'm not taking away from all of the time he spent in new york and did all the great things for the you know four or five years he was there or whatever but yeah i just i just don't I there's this nothing Hall of Fame about this nothing. He's only a one time All Star, sixth in the Rookie of the Year. Like it's almost like he peaked his rookie rookie year, kind of had a little valley. Was a was an All Star in 2010 with the Yankees, and then the rest of it was just downhill from there. Like there was no, absolutely yep. nothing at all spectacular about how, about his career, and he was nope. more mouth and attitude than he was ability on the field. He was a bunch of attitude. Yeah, I agree with that. Now. 
Okay, so so this calls into question, and this is how we're going to segue this. It, why do we have guys' names on the list who don't belong and are never going to be there? That's my first question. Well, let's see. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven new guys on the on the ballot. They have to put yeah, new guys on the ballot every year. They have to. Yeah, I mean, Earl says I don't who? think any of those guys would be on the ballot this year. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, and they're, says, they're just on who, the ballot though. Like, they don't have to. Right. Get in. in fact. You don't even have to use all your votes on the Hall of Fame ballot. Hall, Hall of Fame ballot. The writers no, don't have to. Right. So they could just we like know look about at this, this year's ballot and be like, "Steroids are not worthy. I'm not voting." Of course, you know. Yeah. So. It well, and it, that's what I'm saying. Like, who decides that we have to formulate this new class of potentials? I'm not sure. I I do think it's probably the Baseball Writers Association of America, though, because they're the ones who vote on it. It would have to be. So this we're asking the same people who are potentially going to say, absolutely not. That violates whatever standards I've decided to abide by. But but we're going to go ahead and, yeah, okay, just throw some names on the list. Seems yeah, dichotomous. It does. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, there's – I know. Who I, knows if 15, 20 years down the road – eventually you know you get that committee what is the legends committee or whatever who voted in harold baines who says you know what actually nick swisher was really a good clubhouse guy and but just didn't quite live up to his potential on the field let's put him in it's like i'm not saying that would ever happen but because he happened to have been on the ballot you know or or tim hudson or barry zito who speaking of Moneyball, like those guys actually anchored that pitching staff that yeah, they did. They were the ones that were helping him win all those games, not Scott Hattieberg. No, you know that <laughs> they had a really good yeah. pitching staff as why they were winning games. Nobody could, nobody could score any runs off of them. Yeah, right. So, but I just think that there we have to deal with this like semi-ethical question because that Legends Committee isn't going to come back and say Nick Swisher if he's never been on the Hall of Fame ballot. So what yeah. we're ending up do what we're doing potentially is muddying the waters for 15 20 years down the road. Could be. <clears throat> and that's where that's where I struggle. That's the issue I have is if there's not inherent merit. If there's not true merit, why put them on the list at all? And and that really bothers me. Yeah, but, and I know I'm a purist, so it's okay. Baseball family, if you agree with me, I want to know. But if you disagree with me, it's okay, too. You should tell me. But I just I think it's dangerous culturally to to blur these lines. And if 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 there's no gold standard uh, that we're that we're going to hold this ballot to, I mean, this this ballot should be the gold standard. Mm-hmm. And so to have people on there that are throwaway names that are just like, yeah, well, he was a popular favorite or everybody hated him or whatever. And that's mm. why, because of cultural significance or whatever, we're going to put him on the list. That just seems cheap to me. It cheapens the entire experience. And, you know, maybe this is the other thought I had is that maybe they do have to, they have to meet like a certain quota of guys who have, who they have to put on the new ballot. 
and this was the best available of guys who have been out of the game for five years. You know, because right. I, do, I feel like, you know, the, the guys who grew up watching in the 90s, um, most of those guys are, are either in the Hall of Fame or they're already on the ballot. You know, like I'm looking at it right now and you've got like Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens, Omar Vizquel, Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner, Gary Sheffield, Todd Helton, Manny Ramirez even. Like that yeah. was almost like, I mean, granted it was a steroid era, but it was the it was the era where you knew who everybody was because there was such a huge crop of great players. And then I felt like there's a dip in talent. And I don't know if it was because they cleaned up the steroids for the most part um, or or just the next group of players just didn't live up to the talent and the way the game was played of those guys before that there's just a group of guys now like, like Torrey Hunter, like I said, very good player, but not an exceptional standout in the league. Um, Tim Hudson, great pitcher, but not an exceptional standout in the league because there were guys who were way better than him. And we're just going to kind of hit that lull for a few years until we get into guys who were just like, you know, larger than life again. You know, eventually we're going to have the Aaron Judges. We're going to have the the Mike Trouts and, you know, Francisco Lindor, who we talked about earlier. Like, those guys are going to be on the ballot. Like, there's name recognition again. We know what those guys accomplished. It was absolutely measurable, not just their impact on the game on the field, but they're actually recognizable off the field finally because – like I said, there was a lull where you didn't know who guys were. It seemed like a lack of talent, sure. you know, yeah. is why. And so well, was it a lack of talent or was it a lack of branding or was it both maybe? I think it was probably both. I mean, you had Bud Selig getting to the end of his tenure there, and I don't know <laughs> I don't know if he just was like really not keeping up with the way leagues were branding their players or if he was getting lazy or what. I mean, I'm not throwing any – accusations and just throwing suggestions out there but yeah it, it really yeah. could be a lack of branding and that's kind of the problem we still have that the league's not branding its players the players are branding themselves and that's yeah. part of the reason they're recognizable but also yeah, because they right. have trevor bowers perfect example right yeah yep see and and so when what, what's going to be interesting is when we get to the point with and we're there we're already there everybody knows nick swisher is everybody knows who that yeah. who that is but i don't know if they would though i don't know if they would know who he was if a it wasn't if moneyball if he wasn't if his character had not been in moneyball and yeah. b if he hadn't ever actually gone to the new york yankees if people would know who he was for sure no if he hadn't played in new york never nope yeah but but what i'm saying is we still know the name and is that is that enough i i think it it shouldn't be obviously but right. i wonder if that's what's carrying the day here and maybe you're right maybe there's a quota maybe they need to pull over this many drivers to fill their <laughs> you know whatever i don't know whatever that was Try a really you. unfair example i just did <laughs> but <laughs> but if we got to go all the way down to nick swisher to put this list together then and nothing against nick this again this is just my opinion I'm not coming after anybody. I just think that that when you compare Nick Swisher to Derek Jeter or Ken Griffey Jr. or some of these other people, even Edgar Martinez, right, where you're, you, you can mm-hmm. say, okay, I get it. It makes sense. Um, it's, it, this, it just doesn't make sense. 
Right. I'm really well, bothered I actually by this. Pulled up, so I, I have right here, how do you get on the Baseball Hall of Fame ballot? A player is eligible for election into the Hall of Fame if it satisfies, satisfies the following criteria. Um, must have completed competed in 10 seasons. Yep. So I think what it is, you take the guys who had 10 years in the league and they've been out of the league for five, and that list gets pretty small, especially like I talked about that window where there's kind of a lull in talent it felt like. Um, there may not have been guys who were in the league for 10 years. Well, and maybe you're right. Maybe that's exactly what it is. So maybe, and maybe that's the way the baseball writers can sort of absolve themselves of this criticism that we're offering. And by saying, look, here's the short list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we have to at least ethically, ethically on the other side, we have to at least consider them honestly. And that, okay, so if that's the case, I got it. I can see it. Um, I still think it's wrong. I just understand how they got there. It's still wrong, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because that's that is, is one of the things. This is going to be Swisher. the standard. It's a bit of the standard. That's the thing about Nick Swisher is that he like using him as an example is that he was an above average player. Yeah. By no means would I ever say that he was average because he he was in the league consistently like the entire time from 2004 to 2015 sure. when he retired. Yeah. You know, he had the talent to be in the league for 12 years. He just was not a Hall of Fame-worthy transcendent talent. But if you don't have many guys during that period of time who were <laughs> in the league for those 10 years, then you take what you can get, you know? so Yeah, okay, but if you're taking what you can get and it's setting a dangerous precedent for who makes it into the Hall of Fame in seven years... Yeah. Right. So let's say the next five years of ballots are this mm-hmm. way where where we think, ah, that doesn't make sense. And then we soften up that position and then we soften up that position. And then we start voting guys in like Nick Swisher in their eighth and ninth years on the ballot because they've been on the ballot for eight or nine years. And we've had seven years of this dearth, this mm-hmm. lull representative. And I think that's wrong. I well, I think we that, did that. We did talk last year, though, about how there are years where nobody is elected. Right. And you're right. We did talk about that. And I I mean, <laughs> there, I, I do think there will be somebody elected this year. But if if it gets to be the pool is just guys like this, which I don't think it will be for, for very long. Like maybe we'll only have one or two no. guys voted in in the next two or three years. But um, I mean, yeah. It, it could be the case. We could see it happen more often over the next 10 years. So who's it going to be this year? Well, so I have I have the list. Everybody on the ballot. Are you ready? So everybody no, yeah, who was I'm ready. mentioned previously, like I said, Kurt Schilling, Robert, Robert, <laughs> Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens. Getting <laughs> 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 later in here. Barry Bonds, Omar Vizquel, Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner, Gary Sheffield, Todd Helton, Manny Ramirez, Jeff Kent, Andrew Jones, Sammy Sosa, Andy Pettit, Bobby Abreu. Okay. Now, Bobby Abreu, this is his second year on the ballot. Um, He got 5.5% of the votes last year. I think because of the field, he's going to get more. I don't know that he'll necessarily get in, but he'll get more, right? Yeah. Um, I think Kurt Schilling gets in, honestly, because up to this point, he hasn't gotten in because nobody likes him because of his politics and his attitude. He got 70% of the votes last year. 
Yeah, and I think I think he gets enough to get in this this next year. The people and he's only got one more year after this on the ballot. He's got one more chance. But I, I think I he thought will this eventually was his, get in. Is this his ninth year or is this, this is his, his ninth tenth year? year? Yeah, this is oh, okay. Year. Okay. Um, I don't think Clemens and Bonds get in this year. If they do, that mm. I mean, it's going to have to be next year. Um, if it's going to happen, yeah, I I could see Todd Helton getting in. He's only been on the ballot for this is his third year, bro, and he got twenty nine percent, twenty nine point two percent of the votes last year. I understand that. I also think that part of it is because people are going to say, you know what, the impact that Helton had on basically putting Colorado on the map while he's playing for them, and yes, he played in Colorado, so his home numbers are inflated. Everybody understands that. Everybody knows that. And that's why he hasn't gotten like that's why he's only gotten twenty nine percent of the votes is because he played in that's Colorado. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. But he was never a, he's never associated with steroids. Um, I feel like he's one of those guys who everybody likes, and if guys oh, everybody loves don't yeah. want to vote for somebody who did steroids or vote for anybody who's new on this year's ballot, I think Helton no. gets their vote. Wow. Out of everybody on that ballot, what about, him and Andrew Jones? I was going to say Andrew Jones. That's it. I was going to make the same argument for Andrew Jones, actually. And, and I don't know if Andrew Jones makes enough of a jump from 19%. I mean, that's only you know, another 10%, but I don't know if he makes enough of a jump to get in this year, but I think he makes enough of a jump to maybe get in the next year. Or the next two years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and so Andrew Jones, do you think Andrew Jones had a Hall of Fame career? Here's the thing. He had a really, really good 10-year peak. Like, really, very, very oh, good. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, I'm just not sure if a 10-year peak is long enough to get in. Because the last few years of his career was not very good. He's one of no, those guys who went to... The, it's one of those guys who went to the Dodgers when they were paying everybody all that money and they were expected to win, but they yep. flopped. In 2008, yep. Yeah, and then he went to Texas, White Sox, then he ended his career yep. playing less than 100 games York. a year with the Yankees. Yeah, that's right. So it's like the Atlanta years were amazing, but then after that, kind of fell off a cliff. But there, well, is, he was, there were some injuries and stuff like that too, right? If I remember yep, right. Yep, there were. And I was going to say there was a – a near unanimous Hall of Famer a couple of years ago who had a very similar career tra- trajectory. And granted, Andrew Jones Yerp. was not was not the transcendent level talent of you know who I'm talking about? Oh yeah, bro. We all know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's Ken Griffey. Near Jr. unanimous. The kid. Yeah. yeah. Right, of course. One person <laughs> did not vote for him, and I'm sure they were just like, well, those Cincinnati years. Uh, you know, yeah, exactly. So, okay, okay. So, if we're going to do that same logic from 1996 to 2007, that's 11 years. Mm-hmm. He averaged in that period of time what 154, 152, 154 games, something like that in that same time period. Yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so as far it, as games it, played, with, with the precipitous drop at the next season, he played seventy-five. 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, the guy played center field too. And he was an acrobatic, athletic center fielder. So for, for it's sure. the same Stolen thing bases we, all day long. Yeah. Yes. And it's the same. Th- I feel like it's the same thing that we learned in the junior documentary about Ken Griffey is that yep. just the years of punishment on his body caught up to him and he started getting hurt and he just could not fully recover. And it's probably the same thing with Andrew Jones. That he had those 10, 11 years of absolutely top-tier talent, but then it just all, it all caught up to him. He could never get it quite back. Yeah. So I'd like to see him in the Hall of Fame, honestly. I really would. I, I would, too. I would, too. And, 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 you ready for this? Even if he's only in there to stick it to guys like Bonds, I'm happy. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, well, and that's, Look, that's kind of my Am I vindictive about it? Yes. <laughs> that that was actually the next place I was going, is that if if, guy, if steroid guys are getting get in this year and next year, obvi- for obvious reasons, like I said, next year's their last year on the ballot for now, um, this is their chance to get in. Because Barry Bonds, yeah, they always said he's a Hall of Famer before he started taking steroids. But then he did it anyway. Same thing, Roger Clemens, likely a Hall of Famer before he t- started taking steroids. But oh, he did easily anyway. a Hall of Famer. Both you of know, those guys, easily Hall of Famers before they Manny Ramirez, too. Oh, for sure. So, and then Sammy Sosa <laughs> just, just a, was a, just a cheater, so he'll never get in. But, I no, mean, if, I, if, if you, yeah, he's, even if they start voting for steroids guy, they're not ever going to vote for corked bat guy. So, <laughs> nope. <laughs> You're right. Well, so, and never so Sammy, Sammy Sosa, 13.9% of the votes. Who the heck is voting for Sammy Sosa? <laughs> I don't know. And, Somebody and who... follow up, follow up question. What the heck is your problem? <laughs> Do you hate baseball? <laughs> these are my questions. The, I these think are, they're these both are important to questions. me. <laughs> Valid questions. There is a They're comedian we to used me, to Brad. watch a lot, and her thing was always, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Yeah, <laughs> so I feel like, "What the hell is wrong with you? Why are you voting for Sammy Sosa?" That's right. I'm so confused, <laughs> and maybe a little bit hurt. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. Of course, I feel the same way about Bonds, and I feel the same way about Clemens, and uh-huh. as it, much as it pains me, I feel the same way about Andy Pettit. And and really, that does hurt to say, but I I you can't you can't you just can't have it both ways. I can't be hypocritical and talk about Roger Clemens and not talk about Andy Pettit. You can't do it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I understand what you're saying on that. Even Andy Pettit with his quote unquote heartfelt apology and saying I just I just wanted to get back and help my team. Like, dude, it doesn't matter. Everybody's got to heal naturally. Sorry, That's, man. Them's the rules. Them's the rules. Yeah, and it. Oh, he's part of the core four. He like much of my '90s baseball like love is wrapped up. Andy Pettit's at the middle of it, all of it, and it's just it's oh, it's this ugly thing. I'm so sad. Well, I just and, am sad. And one of the things that's with Andy Pettit too that was interesting was he kind of revolutionized that lefty step to first because he had that borderline gray area, 45 degree step to the bag. Oh. For sure, you know it's like was he gonna? Nobody had a fire move home like crossfire. Nobody or was he come to first. No, nobody had a move like that, and yeah. nobody has since, and it's insane. 
Yeah, so Ugh. it is unfortunate that he had such a revolutionary move because I actually played with a kid in high school who could do it really well. He'd get called yeah. for a Bach about 30% of the time, but the fact sure. he still went ahead and did it anyway, and it worked. Uh, well, of but, course. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things that's like, but you know there was the whole steroid thing so yeah sorry man love you mean it can't do it yep oh buddy this is this is see this is where baseball meets ethics (laughs) and i really (laughs) like that (laughs) so brig did you share did uh, you did you give us the guys you think are going to get in well, I think Schilling will get in. I think, and I think he deserves to be in. I just don't yeah. think people like him, and I think they're over it. And I think that's great. So I think mm-hmm. Schilling will get in. I can see, um, I can see him being the only one getting in. That's something I can see happening. Yeah. Um, I could see, like you said, I could see uh, him being joined by Todd Helton. I, that makes sense to me. Um, it's not my favorite decision. Mm-hmm. But really, it's for me. After Kurt Schilling gets in, then everything I'll be worried about is Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds not getting in. Yeah. yeah. Like I've, the only one I'm hoping gets in is Kurt Schilling. Everyone else I'm hoping doesn't. Pretty well, much everybody funny. else at this point. If he's the only guy who gets in, that would be like an absolutely empty ceremony. And not for the <laughs> pandemic. Oh man, are we still you know, socially Joe distancing? Buck would no, be nobody there. likes you, Kurt. Nobody wanted to come. <laughs> Joe Buck would be there uh, just because he's on assignment. You know, <laughs> like that's it. And Tom Verducci as well. Tom Verducci would be it, there. Book about it. <laughs> Ken, yeah, book about it. That's right. That's exactly right. Ken Ken Rosenthal sent somebody from the yeah. Athletic. Um, just cause you have to, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. That's yeah, right. Definitely. Maybe. No, I won't make that joke. Oh man, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're just going to give our, ex- we're going to express our gratitude. That's what we're going to do. We're going to express our gratitude to baseball. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with Nine Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Um, your break was much shorter than ours was. Um, there was we we had to compose ourselves. But for this final segment this week, what we're going to do is we were going to give three things that we were each thankful for this year with baseball. But honestly, we both just agreed on one, um, and it was it seriously was just that we were just glad and so grateful that there was actually baseball this year and that it, they made it through a full season. Because it didn't look like there was going to be a season at all. And then it didn't look like they, looked like they were going to get through one. But I was just like, we both just agreed. <laughs> so happy. So happy that there was a season this year. I agree with you. Oh, I man. And I'm, I think if I'm going to add to that, I'm going to say that 
I'm really grateful that the Marlins and the Cardinals didn't screw it up for everybody else. <laughs> I'm really thankful for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it could have been so it very bad. easily could have. Absolutely. Well, because of hysterical laughter, we had to cut this episode short. So let's get right to the end. Well, baseball family, we're really glad you joined us on this episode of the Baseball Together podcast. We're sorry for some, some serious shenanigans, but we're having a really good time. Please don't forget to jump on the shop at 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. That's 9plusus.com. we got tons of baseball apparel, kids, adults, uh, cold weather gear, wet weather gear, uh, warm weather gear, everything in between. So feel free to jump on the shop. We would love for you to find yourself something nice. The deadlines for holiday ordering, if you want to make sure that what you order from us gets into your people, into your under that tree on time or whatever it is, um, is December 10th for standard shipping, December 14th. You better make it the 13th for express shipping, just given the situation. Um, that's that. Those are going to be the deadlines. But we have tons of great stuff. We, we've got sweatpants and hoodies that have come out recently that uh, are really, <laughs> I think they're really awesome. So anyway, jump on the shop, find yourself something nice, give yourself uh, a gift for the baseball people in your life. For sure. And don't forget to stop by BaseballTogether.com. You can watch the podcast. You can listen to the podcast there. You can also watch the podcast on YouTube. Give us a like, subscribe, and you can rate us and review us on, on uh, especially Apple Podcasts. I know that's the one that I know does it for sure, but I think other, uh, other yeah. podcast apps will let you um, for sure subscribe, maybe like, review. I don't know. If you can, go ahead and do it. Um, if you want to, you can submit to our mailbag. Send us an email. Let us know. Uh, if you have any questions about baseball, anything you want us to talk about, any any topics, anything not baseball related even, if you want to ask a question about us, that's just fine. We always say questions, comments, concerns, and snide remarks. Send them our way. We'd love to have them. We'll give you a shout out on the podcast. And baseball family, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.